0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the SuperMarcato Brothers Video Game Music Podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best, the very rockingest in VGM. My name is Carl Bruderman. And I'm his brother,
0: Will Brueggemann. This is the podcast where we share and discuss our favorite <laughs> video game music, the best of video game music, uh, oh, and we have a really fun episode in store so for today.
1: Excited! This is Carl, a long overdue spotlight.
0: I feel like it's been a long time since we've done just a normal, old school, like let's focus on one classic VGM soundtrack from the '90s. Like, it, <laughs> you know, we've been doing series lately. We've been doing spotlights, favorites. Last with week friends. was close to it. It was two scores.
1: Yeah, exactly. it was
0: 16-bit. But it's like, this is just (laughs) a, you know, we're just focusing on one game here today, Shinobi 3, which is an absolute classic.
1: Oh, God, it's such a banger of a score, and it's consisting of so many bangers within it. Last week, we were doing Super Nintendo music. This week, it's Genesis. And I gotta say, this score is so rocking, so proggy, so fusion-y, just all around one of the gnarliest scores on the system.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited. Hopefully that play-in, uh, which is a track called Rush and Beat. But I was telling Carl, um, whenever we've played this or talked about it in the past, I've always heard it as Russian Beat. Uh, Russian Beat. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. Seeing it spelled out gives
1: a totally different
0: context for the music.
1: I absolutely adore this score. It's really wild. And one of my favorite things about it is the entire score... Feels like it's being performed and jammed and improvised live. By this FM band I know that's not the case And I know back then It was really painstaking To get this music To the finish line And so I think That's so impressive This isn't music That feels particularly crafted When it comes to melodies And like a lot of time spent On any individual element It's music that seems To kind of ooze out Of these composers And out of the genesis Yeah, spontaneity And the feeling of improvisation
0: Is something that composers Often strive to achieve Uh, You can hear music Described as like quasi Improvisatory or This sounds improvised this doesn't they're not Necessarily talking about actual literal Improvisation but there's a sort of Energy yeah a florid way of Almost like you're speaking in music Where one idea sort of rambles Into the next is very different than The sort of like crafted approached From all angles kind of melody but What's what's great about I think being A composer is that nobody At the end of the day really needs to know Your process like a, a yeah. great solo that sounds improvised could have been composed ahead of time, and a very uh, sometimes a really same, a, sometimes a really effortless and a kind of like timeless sounding pure theme can be improvised like we don't necessarily know what everyone's process is, but they have different kind of affective qualities in terms
1: of how they make us feel. So the, name, the full name of this game is Shinobi 3 Return of the Ninja Master. It came out in 1993, and it was composed by Morihiko Akiyama, Hirofumi Morasaki, and Masayuki Nagao. Uh, we just played in with Rush and Beat. I think we should just keep going uh, and get into this blood-pumping playlist here. The next track we're going to play uh, is called He Runs, again from Shinobi 3. talk about progressive music this is amazing you're listening to he runs from shinobi 3 and using the genesis to its full extent the fm and the psg channels love the panning love the implementation this is one of i think the best sounding genesis scores i actually use a lot of these presets uh in fm drive uh in my own music uh, i just always come back to these Shinobi 3 instruments. But anyway, yes, he runs. If you're not familiar with the score, this is a good introduction. Uh, the energy on today is going to be kind of off the charts. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting because we talked about
0: how this doesn't necessarily sound crafted in the sense of being meticulous, but in a way I'd say it is crafted, but it's that kind of like... It is and it the, isn't. <laughs> you can tell these are expert musicians. That it, It's like... The, yeah. their 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 intuitive approach to the keyboard for instance in terms of voicing chords has really edgy, unique and out there harmonies but it's like it doesn't feel like they were composed like one note at a time etched into stone. It just has that spontaneous Mm -hmm. quality but I also think that's really difficult to make it sound that way on the Genesis because of as Carl described the implementation and the the quality of this track in particular that just really is impressive to me in addition to the edgy harmony how progressive it is there's that feeling that anything could happen at any time, especially rhythmically. Oftentimes with chip music, you can kind of detect the lowest possible subunit of pulse. And oftentimes it's the 16th note. And you can kind of tell that you're never gonna get 32nd notes or you're never going to get 16th note triplets for instance. But what's interesting about this track, and I don't know if it has like a really complex musical grid or if there was some sort of, you know, delaying or sliding, but there's that feeling that any possible spontaneous rhythm could burst out in the sort of flourish that some of the lines open yeah. with. I don't know, Carl, if you feel that way, but to
1: me, it gives me that feeling that yeah. like
0: anything could happen.
1: This, this is, this is definitely the quality of the score is that you don't know what's around the bend. At any given point, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be dazzled. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be challenged as well. And just you're along for the ride. Um, I don't think I've ever played this game. I'm trying to remember. I know I played a couple of Shinobi games. Maybe I did play this or the other one on the Genesis. But, oh, my God. I really want to play this game now <laughs> after after today. Okay, let's keep going because we got so much great music. Uh, the next one we're going to play is called Ninja Soul. music is so wild today. You guys are listening to Ninja Soul from Shinobi 3. We have Akiyama, Morosaki, and Nagao are the composers on this title. And there's only a couple tracks that I do know the specific crediting, Uh, one of which (laughs) coming up uh, in the midpoint of the episode is actually our track of the week. So that is lucky. But yeah, this music is so outstanding. I want to give a shout out to Modal from our Discord. Uh, He's such a big fan of the score. I want to say he has a band. Uh, where they play like shinobi music live <laughs> that's how much he, he well, likes i mean i think if
0: you could play shinobi music live you're just a great modern jazz fusion band like <laughs> you know seriously you
1: almost shouldn't tell anybody yeah, just like that yeah is, we like yeah.
0: snarky puppy and we like
1: nowhere and we're kind of in that <laughs> vein there's the things. one the other thing though i will say and we'll get into this is there is Um, kind of flirting with metal, like prog metal at times on the score. And so it's a hard-edged score. Now, one thing I love is that there are plenty of times when they use that really snarly guitar FM sound that, you know, objectively speaking, it's kind of crappy. I mean, it doesn't sound good. It's a very piercing sound, right? But they use it intentionally. They use it for darkness,
0: Yeah, and something that I um, just am so enjoying about today's episode is it's like hearing this kind of composition that in so many ways, and it's a cliche to say it's ahead of its time, because what does that really mean? You know, there's always been (laughs) complex music. But just stylistically, it doesn't sound like any other game music of the time, and it's also ahead of its time where I feel like the ideal audience for this music is not little kids, where I feel like the ideal audience for most games of the time, one of the things we love about it, is that it seems so kid-centric. These accessible, pure, catchy melodies that a little kid can hum. This seems like the kind of music that people in their late twenties and thirties are like into. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I would like agree a little Although, bit more sophisticated or kind of dark think and edgy.
1: It's so effective for a Sega Genesis game that I do think that little kids are going to be excited by it. They might not enjoy it or understand it on on the same musical level, but I do think it's going to get them charged up too. Yeah, I agree.
0: I mean, that's the fun thing about
1: scoring for media
0: is that you have the capacity to expose kids to things they otherwise wouldn't hear I mean I think for you and I so many genres that now we love we were exposed to through games um, because even if you're not actively paying attention to the music all that really counts is how it fits the experience and this is right. excellent game music in terms of the function really of what is. it needed to be but it's just also so much more than that It's so it, it's going to be fun today to hopefully break in I'd love to do just a a little bit more like theory analysis of some of what's going on here because some of those chord voicings are, are so edgy. I was hearing, you know, augmented yeah. major seventh chords. I was hearing kind of parallel fourth quintal voicings. Uh, it makes me think of like Bill Evans or something. It's really
1: cool, edgy, out there stuff. This next one is really interesting. It's called Shadows and it walks a fine line because I think it actually is really effective score. Like it's really conjuring a lot of images when you listen to it but it also happens to be very shredding. And again, bordering on metal, the bass on this is just so hard hitting. Anyway, let's take a listen to Shadows. Insane! I love this track. You guys are listening to Shadows from Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. So far, we don't know the specific crediting of these tracks. I mean, really, other than two on today, uh, I don't know why those two... Someone was able to get specific crediting. But in any case, God, this is so cool. I love the hits. I love the really constant, fast bass line. I love the harmonies. This is boss music. Whether or not this is actually... He used for a boss in the game, it's boss music. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: harmonically here. We have a lot of those chords stacked in fourths, but then also that arpeggio outlines a suspended chord kind of harmony, but it is right. that sort of dark, the flat side of the circle it's of dark, fifths. It's dark, it's stagnant, it's
1: constantly moving. Oh yeah. man, it's good.
0: Yeah, and it just the implementation is so solid. I love this drum sound; it really makes me think of Sonic. Me too. And so it's kind of cool—the drum to get sound this... and the
1: drum part. Yeah, it's fun to the get the drum this... part is so lively. Oh, totally.
0: And it's fun to get this like more progressive Sonic vibe. I mean, I think it's just You think of Sonic because of the Genesis, but this is almost like yeah. I don't know a, a sequel to Sonic and
1: Knuckles that's getting like more out
0: there musically.
1: You know what would be hilarious? Uh, why couldn't this have been the evolution of the sonic sound like for like the next generation of games I <laughs> just go for th- for more I of think a prog i mean i know that's not it's popular it's not like it's
0: not cool enough like sonic is so hip but i mean i yeah. guess it, this I mean, music is it a is. lot cooler <laughs> than like what i think did happen with the <laughs> you know the i guess kind it of, depends like, who you ask right yeah i mean I, to me sonic music reminds me of like christian rock where it's like it's not even that i yeah. want to judge the quality of the music it's just kind of the the idea of what it is is a little bit saccharine and i think yeah. just take some i've grown to appreciate the sonic stuff. More over the years, the like later stuff. I think it's just such a yeah. hard departure because it went from sounding like Prince and Michael Jackson to
1: just sounding yeah. like so, J pop. Originally, uh this is a fun fact, I did have just a Shinobi series. Um, episode on the docket but i couldn't resist doing the spotlight because the score is so good it actually does deserve its own spotlight and another fun thing is the size of the score is perfect for our podcast there's only like a handful of tracks that we're not playing today this is almost the entire score that we're hearing here so so that's really cool okay let's take a little breath and come down to earth for this next track this is called sakura You guys are listening to Sakura from Shinobi 3, and it's nice to have a little bit of contrast. I would say that 90% of the score is that really, really energetic, kind of out of control. <laughs> 11 out of 10 intensity. So a track like this is actually really appreciated because I think we would just start sweating if we had nothing but uh, shadows today. Well, and I yeah, think this is they they really do good. a
0: good job of having a united musical language totally Um, through having pieces of different styles because this what it does sound like is like if we're comparing it to like you know the modern jazz fusion like a snarky puppy kind of thing this feels like a more down-tempo ballad thing where it's very groovy but still in that quasi Uh fusiony language just not yeah there's another
1: track later on in the episode I think it might be Ground Zero I can't remember which one it is that's also very slow very groovy and so yeah there's at least a couple of of those moments Um, but yeah you're right it is still cohesive you can tell it's still Shinobi 3 it doesn't feel like it's a different game
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool um, when you can have such a specific voice, but hopefully, you know, always the challenge in a game or a movie situation is, can that language be versatile enough to do all the things I need the music to do? And I think this is a great example of that succeeding, rather than just kind of abandoning the voice they established and then just doing a completely different sort of ballad language. And some games have that eclecticism, you know, different, entirely different genres, and that can work. But I I really the this again it's another thing that seems ahead of its time of like a a, a cohesive score that the whole game has Anesthetic. I mean, part of the fun of like Super Mario Brothers is every stage theme is a completely different genre of music, Latin music to like atonal music to classical Russian waltz. And it's like, a, but there's still a continuity. Yeah, there, 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 there's a continuity because of his voice and I think because of the chiptune sound. But this is something where there's much more of a stylistic specific um, sound that's
1: applied to the whole thing. Let's take a listen to the next track on our playlist. It's called Hasau. You guys are listening to Hasao from Shinobi 3, and I'm so excited to do this episode. This score needs to be celebrated in so many different ways. The arrangement here and the implementation, it's one of the best, most full-sounding Genesis scores there is, and so it should be studied for that. But musically, oh my god, I mean, these composers are on another planet. I mean, some of these ideas and these lines, note choices, we haven't talked about it too much, but a lot of these tracks combine a borderline cliche traditional Japanese folk kind of approach with the most (laughs) non-traditional sound you could ever have. And so it's a really interesting mix.
0: That's a a good comment, Carl, that a lot of the musical material seems to be generated from that. I I don't remember the name of the scale, but it's that sort of Japanese pentatonic.
1: Anytime you want to evoke a ninja.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit Phrygian with the sort of half step above the tonic. But yeah, it has a very specific kind of folk sound to it, and I I believe that's
1: called the Ninja Scale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, and it's like it's used to generate a lot of the material. It's almost like what these jazz musicians are soloing on. But I like that it's it's the DNA (laughs) of the music, but it's not really presented in a cliche style. It's almost like what these these fusion musicians are scatting over or like improvising on. And it's a really cool sound of having it feel integral to this world, but also in the sort of video game quasi future, you know, uh, it's kind of like a, almost a cyberpunk aesthetic that I think these games uh, sometimes subtly evoke. And being a video game, being, you know, technology, I think it's easier to evoke kind of a uh, something ancient with something futuristic simultaneously, just mm-hmm. because the sound of synthesizers, it's really hard to totally escape into a old-timey f- fantasy world, which is why I think so many series like um, If you think of Zelda and Final Fantasy, they keep almost inching closer to actual modern technology because I think yeah. there, there's just some quality of video games that even though we yearn to escape into this you know, middle-aged fantasy, middle ages more or less, it's like we can't escape the the connotations that we have with technology and stuff. and I feel like this musical presentation marries that perfectly a very ancient scale specific to a culture in a region, but done a in modern modern, style. modern
1: groovy fusiony synth heavy and it's unabashed beautiful. I love approach. it yeah. I wouldn't change anything about the score. Well, this next track is a real standout for me. It's a lot less intense than most of the score. It's by far the funkiest track on the score, and it's pretty weird, but to me, I don't know. It was just really working. It's actually one of my favorites. Let's take a listen to Shinobi Walk. Shinobi Walk boy, this Shinobi is getting funky. This is Shinobi Walk. More like Shinobi Strut. Man, this is cool. Has a lot of attitude. One thing that I liked about it a lot is you first hear the bass line in the drums, and you kind of think you know what the tune is going to be, but then, when the chords come in, <laughs> when the really fast lines come in, it couldn't be more different than what you think it's going to be. But it's actually a lot more cohesive with the crazy, the craziness of the score. So I, I actually love that. Like, this is a Shinobi Three funk tune. It's not a traditional funk tune. It's absolutely insane. This one is
0: so cool. Like, I feel, yeah. It, again, I really feel like you could show this stuff to a lot of like hip progressive bands that perform yeah. this kind of instrumental fusion. And I think they would absolutely love this track. I mean, the yep. complexity of it that's put forward and is, is still somehow, it's flirting that line, honestly. It's like, is it accessible? Uh, it, it's it's getting pretty out there. It's like- And ch- it's challenging at a lot yeah. of times. And I, I, I admire it, that. Though. I mean, it's like- that, I don't understand how this score came about. That these composers like took this sort of daring approach, but it's yeah. Again, it's another thing that just validates how artful video game music. It's not just that it is now, but that it's always been this source for really interesting and unique artists. They're not in examples these aren't composers of people pushing the envelope. asterisk. Yeah, it isn't just you like, know
1: will. I have a question. I'm really, personally really glad we've waited until this point to do this episode. Do you think that there's a world where, in our first season or second season, where we were back then and maybe our more limited musical tastes, possibly, do you think we would have sung the praises as much on Shinobi 3 back then as we would have today? Well, I don't think I would have personally I, I don't
0: think i would have like been critical of it i think i just mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have interested me as much back then i mean i think i find that very there's, interesting There's a lot of stuff that i, I do think as you get older you you grow a taste for mm-hmm. it's like beer tastes bitter yep. when you're a kid coffee tastes bad and it's like eventually maybe um as you become an adult you start to appreciate you appreciate that the something nuance. could taste bitter and be enjoyable that mm-hmm. it, it isn't that it's like it's supposed to taste sugary and sweet it's that what you're getting out of it is the more well, i think it's
1: It's the yeah, it's the complexity and the nuance because everyone, I mean, can agree that yes, you know, sugar is it does taste good and a cookie is nice and soda is nice, but there's something appealing about a, a different combination of flavors and and a spice that yeah because is I, I think
0: it's like when when you eat food there's the satisfying in your mouth and then there's the satisfying in your belly and i think the ultimate thing is yeah. that it tastes good while you're eating it but like that one that's why i just i love indian food because i feel like after i've mm-hmm. eaten it i never feel guilty like oh i ate so much and i'm bloated i always feel like that's interesting i feel happy and kind of like nourished and i think that that's the the quality of listening to music can have that too. Where is it sugary and sweet in your ears as you're listening to it? But does it stay with <laughs> you and have that lasting impact? And I'm not making a case as to which one this music is, but I do, I do think there's like that. It's slightly <laughs> better. Whatever it is, but it's spicy like it. food.
1: It is spicy food. Okay, now this is cool. We're going to move on to this week's track of the week. And this is one of the tracks we do have specific crediting. This this one was composed by Morihiko Akiyama. It's called Idaten, and it's my personal favorite of the score. I think why I would show someone this track if I had to pick one is it is a little bit more accessible, a little bit more poppy. There's some boldness to it. Don't It's still Shinobi 3 music, but it, it's just an absolute banger. Let's take a listen to Idaten. guys are listening to Idaten. What a classic piece of music. I don't know how popular or beloved this piece is, but I know that it should be. It's one of the top 10 Genesis tunes in my book, Idaten.
0: Holy smokes, I love it. Absolutely. uh, Just a stellar composition from start to finish. Implementation, melody, groove, harmony, just uh, daring. You you introduced (laughs) this one so perfectly, Carl, because it's like it is Shinobi Three. It's that sort of daring, yeah. progressive take, but it's so much poppier. Like this is the hit single. Yeah, it's reined um, in. It's it, yep. it's such a. It is a well-crafted melodic hook. Like the initial nugget is so direct and appealing, and the piece oh, is so yeah. satisfying and groovy. But it goes in unexpected. But it's like that yeah. kind of melodic freedom to do a very almost pianistic keyboard. Like it just sounds like a Corey Henry solo. Kind of
1: just like. Mm-hmm. Insane! What kind of mind could come up with this? It has that feeling. It's well, the like, pedal bass section oh, is is yeah. one of my favorite. Right? I mean, there's a lot of really interesting chords that you don't hear quite as much, especially in BGM well, And there's so much you know, drum that bass the same.
0: The production too. It's like that what ends up sounding like a panning synth or a panning tremolo of just the hard pan back and forth with that sort of ostinato line. What's interesting is the Genesis, you know, it can either do down the center or the hard left, hard right thing, but just the nature of how that line is composed, the way it fits in with the groove. I swear it felt as though it was panning back and forth gradually. Yeah, I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a great psychological illusion.
1: Oh, man, that is just, oh, it's so good. As soon as we were about to fade up, Will was like, I have an urge to swear, and I was like, please don't. Even though last week you did. Um, you don't need to repeat did you, that you Did today. you bleep that out? Oh, of course, of okay, course, good. yeah. Let's move on to the next track. Now, back to back, this is the second one that we have crediting for. I don't know why. Maybe this was used in a, in a previous game, but anyway, this one was composed by Masayuki Nagao. It's just simply called Shinobi. Absolute classic. Uh, back-to-back, maybe my favorite two on the score. This is Shinobi, and I don't God. believe it was <laughs> a previous series theme, but in any case, composed by Nagao. I guess the title theme in some this ways...
0: hurts oh, me. It's game. so good. I want Yeah, it's it. painful. I would love to do this in the band. I don't know that we're good enough musicians to <laughs> execute this as tight as it would need Edaten to be. But...
1: would be a great choice, too, oh, either one of these. Yeah, this, this one is, is just really unique I mean you're kind of hearing Nagao's style and then previously Akiyama's style I mean they go together they pair so well it really transcends
0: being video game music it's like it's it's melodic and and it has a lot of those qualities we've called out before that idea that just kind of a fast flourishy grace note idea can just Oh yeah, it's like, implementation's it's wild so st- on this. Excellent, but also just the syncopated chords, the ba ba
1: ba 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 It's well, like really there's, interesting. There's something that happens. You were talking about how this goes above, kind of transcends VGM. The The overall effect of a lot of this music transcends the basic instruments too, because a lot of times if you would analyze these instruments, you might realize that, oh, these are actually fairly basic patches basic synths some people might call it a synth or an ep or whatever but the way that they actually use it the way that they implement it use pitch uh those kind of fast like will was saying those like either the portamento or just the really fast kind of gliss they try to evoke an ethnic or an otherworldly sound and so yeah i think that just needs to be celebrated how they're using these instruments yeah it's
0: an excellent composition and just the arrangement is so tight it really feels like something that could and would be played with real instruments i get the the effect uh, yeah. of it's it's multi-tiered it's like three-dimensional so much game music is i guess two-dimensional where it's sort of like you have the melody and harmony that's maybe attached to it or not and then you have the bass in kind of groove accompaniment. But here it's like we have these these tiers of things for our ears to listen to because the accompaniment isn't just this bland homophonic sound. It's like it, it's really, uh, it's syncopated and it's contextualizing the melody and it's contextualizing the groove. And it, it's the sort of tightness and the sleekness in arranging that just doesn't often happen in uh, yeah game music it's it's really i mean this polished.
1: is such a rare score it's just unlike anything else uh the next one is called jap japan or no it's i don't know if this is a typo japon-esque j-a-p-o-n i thought it was japan-esque but it's japon-esque all right in any case i'm sure it's great this is from shinobi three Instrument choices are outstanding, and the use of contrast, contrasting timbres between the the hard, you know, kind of more staccato, plucky sounds, and then the more brassy sounds. The use of delay is outstanding too. Uh, yeah, it is very Japon-esque, whatever that means. Uh, I think it's a fitting title.
0: Yeah, I, I I think like Japan is Japon in in uh, France, so maybe the in the oh. so, so and so-esque makes me think of like debussy or like a kind of piece that i think that's a it's a french term so maybe they're trying to like pretend that this were a french titled thing french maybe it up a little bit, yeah let's
1: do it but I, all it's like it this up. doesn't
0: sound french so I, I don't really know it could be again we've heard before stories of like the composers often did not name these tracks that sometimes these were named by random people in the sound team Um, so yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe that was someone's inside joke, but what a cool composition. This one also flirts with that territory of like, I don't know if I totally like all of it. Like there's certain things that are quirky in in an annoying way, but it's like, I I clearly so trust these musicians as being intentional, but it gets Mm -hmm. to that territory that I think a lot of progressive music does where... It's okay if you don't love every single second of it because it's about exploration. It's well, about Well, not trying to mention the new. fact
1: that this is scoring a video game that is challenging, and this music is supposed to score challenge and fear and sometimes frustration. And so that That's should probably point. be mentioned too.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. The other thing that the context of game music that we we almost never get the perspective of is of the developer. Um, And because we know, you know, from working on games ourselves that... So often, you know, we might not see eye to eye with what the developer wants, and we might have to go back and change things, find different sounds, find a different stylistic approach, and they very much drive what our end product is, and I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely the case with a lot of the retro game music we like. It's very possible that these composers were assigned kind of, we want music to have this sort of kinetic, uncontrolled, we want the music to sound as Chaos. difficult
1: as the game. They nailed it. Let's move on to the next track on our playlist. It's called Izayoi. <laughs> interesting piece of music. It's a great change of pace. Izayoi from Shinobi 3. And I just can't say this enough that if anyone out there is a composer and is interested in making FM music, you should study this score and if possible, listen to the individual channels. The bass implementation is so sensitive and nuanced. There's something that happens in this track it's not the only track where they do this, where the end of certain bass notes have a very quick and subtle pitch roll down kind of a slide down which is incredibly authentic sounding to right. how a real bassist would play it. That kind right. of thing. It happens all over the place in the score. Yeah, just subtle, a lot of attention to detail. Subtleties in the
0: programming are one thing but also subtleties in the composition. The, the, the inclusion of triplets against duplets and not just polyrhythms but within a single line Uh, Reconceiving the duple versus triple structure of the rhythms is really cool. Uh, also, yeah. the drum part, I mean, we've called it out a lot, but
1: those oh kind of subtle God. ghost the drums in the flames are, are so spot on, on. on. another level, it's by far the best drums of any Genesis score, and I don't have any qualms with saying that, because 90% of Genesis scores, even if the drums are feeling great, it's very stock beat, very repetitive. Right. Um, that's not the case with this. It feels performed. I mean, if you listen to the drum part on its own, you'd be so surprised that... Very rarely is it is it kind of repeating the same beat. I mean, it's really accentuating what's happening in the song. Uh, it truly feels like some sort of little mini Genesis drummers inside this machine. It's so impressive. 100%. Yeah, really outstanding stuff. Let's see what we got next. Next track. This one, it feels like things are ramping up in the game. Uh, I can just... <laughs> assume what's happening here. It feels like, okay, there's no turning back. This is Solitary. Let's take a listen. So, flipping good. I'm positive this is composed by Morihiko Akiyama because it has the same quality that the Idaten had in that it's a little bit more accessible. The rhythms are, are super poppy and syncopated and dancey, but there's plenty of boldness and experimentation happening around it, and that's why I kind of have a feeling this is Akiyama here. Uh, It's a really cool piece of music, and again, they purposefully use those distorted guitar-esque FM patches in the score in a lot more of an effective and powerful way than you're used to hearing. Uh, There's so many Genesis scores where you hear that droney sound, and a lot of times it sounds like crap, but here, I really think that they're evoking this kind of fear and darkness from that. And they only use it for specific moments that they actually want that feeling. It's not throughout the entire song. You're not going to get sick of that sound.
0: Right. Oh, man. Dude, that's such a good point. This track is just uh, stellar to me. And again, I just, One of the best. I love hearing these, what I associate with sonic sounds. It's like... Just I know. in particular, those timbers with the delay and with the drums. It feels like... It's like the adult version of like Sonic is the you at 12 years old and this is like the same person at like 28 you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. the the evolution of that language or if not the evolution, it's like the grown up version of it's not so catchy, not so melodic. It's and the gritty reboot, but this yeah, is the it's the gritty like, reboot. <laughs> it's dealing on all the cool rhythmic aspects, timbre, harmony. It, it, it's it's digging in deeper to some of those places. I think there's a time and place for everything. And it's like my heart still lies with catchy melody, great groove, like solid song yeah. form. But uh damn i can really appreciate something like this
1: man that's good okay this next one is an oddball it's one of the weirdest tracks on the score i think if i'm not mistaken this one's in five uh but a lot of things about it are just kind of odd when i first heard it a long time ago i actually do remember not really liking it very much and i do like it now so things have changed (laughs) let's take a listen to my dear d This is My Dear D from Shinobi 3, and just thrilling, outstanding drum performance. It's not a performance, but drum part on this. Just so exciting. I love the fills and the rolls. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of little moments on this that I I do kind of feel it could be polished a little bit. I know a lot of this is soloistic, um, but I just feel like there's a couple moments that I would personally like to be tweaked but other than that, I, I mean, I really, really like this track. I yeah, think the I think the parallel, really
0: cool. the sound of the parallel force in general, I really like. But I think on some of the faster lines, particularly with the timbers here, it becomes a little unintelligible. in it yeah, I of agree. Like having the top voice that more biting distorted sound, I don't think was the best choice. I feel like you either need one or the other. Either that line should be monophonic. Or it should be harmonized with equal timbre and kind of a, a timbre. I tend timbre. to agree.
1: I think that there's, you know, the majority of the elements in this track really work, and I do want to celebrate. I, I, it was one of them that it's interesting that I didn't like it back in the day, and I still have some issues with it. Um, but it's, it's definitely a great piece of music. I really like the groove, though, in the composition. It, yeah, I it, mean, it's tough
0: for soundtracks that are so cohesive. Um, and this happens, I mean, I even remember this like on our Falcom episode, where we were looking at so many different games. You st- it's, it's hard to appreciate what each piece of music is doing from the ground up because it's right. like you get into that headspace. So now it's like what I was impressed with, now I'm taking for granted the drum sound. I'm taking that for funny? granted the tones. Yeah. And so I think we're harsher on this track than something earlier in the playlist. And so I think that's just yeah. something that we have to keep in mind as we're that's going. That's very true. That, uh, but it is a downside to having an entirely cohesive score. And it's not just in games, but movies, musicals. Yep. If you're only... Um, like in one pastiche style that's very limited, things can get tiresome. And I think even if you look at, I think musicals are a great example of how to vary things. Cause like everyone talks about, Oh, Hamilton, it's a rap musical. It's a rap musical, but it, it really isn't that. one thing. There's a, there's, it, it's sort of like a pop music. It's a modern pop music musical where it's like, mm-hmm. and there's elements of hip hop and there's elements, but it's like if it was one kind of style in one tone, the whole show it would get boring. And it's the same. Yeah, there's thing There's plenty anything. of numbers that it, are not rap. Yeah, at I all. mean, like look at like Little Shop of Horrors. That's a sort of 60s doo wop thing, but it isn't though. It's like one song is, and then the next one's yeah. kind of like soul R and B, and the next one's just like an earnest tender broadway ballad like a disney song so it's like it it really isn't just one style it's kind of all it hangs together under that fabric um but it's hard when you have such a cohesive style for every track
1: things can get a little samey for sure uh let's see what we got next on the playlist Ooh, this next one's pretty wild it's called mandara cool this is mandara from shinobi 3 and for whatever reason this one reminded me of street fighter 2 at times uh, don't ask me why um i really love the use of the psg channel in this it's just a really cool combination sound wise but also part wise just really good writing and good choices for what instruments are taking what you know one thing interesting about shinobi 3 is a lot of times a track will have a really chaotic in dissonant intro that's like one or two seconds and then the actual piece of the music couldn't be more different like it immediately starts on this like brash note and then it goes into something a lot more palatable i I think it's a really interesting choice uh most people don't approach intros that way (laughs) Well, it's
0: something that's unique about this track as opposed to the others. If you listen to the drum part, it's a lot more straightforward than the other tracks. Like For the most part, it's just this simple kick and snare groove with these occasional tom fills, but the tom fills are very intentional to sort of demarcate a section change. And then, of course, we have that great part with just the sort of kick on the floor sound. But what's interesting is, like, most of these drum parts are really subtle and have a lot of ghost notes and everything, Mm -hmm. but I feel like since this track is so harmonically complex and stylistically there's just so much happening that the drum groove being sort of locked in and expected is actually very helpful. It's the right choice. And something yeah. I think interesting for anyone who wants to learn like making effective moments at transitions is listen to when they stop having the snare. Like right before right. you go into a change of section, oftentimes now the snare hit won't come in and it really for- forces your ears to listen to the sort of octave something harmonized riff. Yeah. That like, okay, we're leading into something big. And I think that's something well, like when music is too complex, uh, it, it can just start to sound like a wash of sound, but by taking an element away, sometimes it's much more effective than adding an element.
1: This next track is a nice uh change of pace. It's a standout, it's called Whirlwind, and to me, in addition to a dotin, I could see if this was an album, a fictional album by an artist, this would be another single because it's a little bit more poppy. Let's take a listen to Whirlwind. Guys, listening to Whirlwind, it's a real change of pace. I mean, it's by far the most poppy on the score, and it's also the most kind of classic, bordering on cheesy VGM. Uh, it, well, it's also it, it's the most like quite different.
0: It's the most like Zuntada esque kind yep. of just like classic cheesy 80s rocking daddy. Ballad. Yeah, for sure. But what a great melody. I love landing on the ninth. I love these catchy, repeated phrases. It's so well composed. I'm using the
1: PSG for the lead yeah, melody is a great choice. definitely.
0: And it makes it stand out from the other tracks, though, at how pure this melody is. It almost sounds like this, Idaten, and possibly the Shinobi track, just called Shinobi, uh-huh. were almost done by one composer and everything else was someone else. Because it's like, these are the least fusion-y. They're the most catchy. They're the most kind of traditional game music Sounding, but there's such a breath of fresh air because I think, first of all, it helps make a piece of music like this so much more satisfying to be surrounded by music that's more prog and less tuneful. I agree, but it also makes yeah. the prog stuff more interesting to listen to because you've had this context where it's part of that, like, it's all about varying contrast, things folks. up a little bit, it, like a good musical of like having a, a certain style, but not being afraid to venture slightly outside of it for a functional purpose.
1: All right. Looks like we just have three more tracks left, including the playout. This next one is called Shadow Master. Here we go. You guys are listening to Shadow Master from Shinobi 3. A real rush. You know we played in with that track Rush and Beat, and it's a good description <laughs> of this of this score. Oh, it's such a rush. This this one is just thrilling. It is a rush. I've been having such a blast today,
0: Carl. Like, I, I I love this music, and I'm yeah, not as familiar with it as I I want to be. I'm, I'm sort of I, to yeah. me the Shinobi series is like that. It's always that, like, oh, man, that stuff is so cool. Someday when I'm older and wiser, I'll, you know, (laughs) look over it. And I feel like that day has come, you know, where we're digging into this stuff. And I just couldn't be enjoying myself more because, yeah, it really feels like it's like your childhood music grown up. Uh, I forget what it was. Uh, a couple years ago now, we listened to that modern chiptune where they sort of mixed Super Nintendo, 8-bit, and orchestral sounds into this very like Nintendo-y, Mario Galaxy, orchestra-style piece. And I remember feeling, it's like, wow, this is my childhood, but grown up. Um, yeah. And that is such a fun... I think there's something... Uh, really satisfying about that particular brand of emotion where it isn't just nostalgia, let's revisit our childhood, but it's like, let's take what impacted us in our childhood and bring it into the world of adulthood. Um, Well, I
1: think that's particularly... Crazy and impressive because this game came out before you were even born. So Right. <laughs> explain I do that feel like I,
0: I lived in the eighties and nineties though, because I grew up with your guys' spiritually culture where it's like I, I I share a lot of my references to my friends and I'll like quote The Simpsons and they don't know they don't get the reference <laughs> or I'll talk about some eighties film or mention an actor or director and it's like people don't get it. And it's like to them the most classic game is like Halo. But to me the most classic game is like Sonic 2. So it's just, there's like a generational, I think, divide where I definitely am more influenced by you and Marty.
1: Well, this next track has got to be the ending theme. It's just got to. This is called Ground Zero. Let's take a listen. guys listening to ground zero from shinobi three and that basically wraps up this really exciting spotlight we're going to play out with a track that's really cool it's called inner dark side and again one more time hats off to all these composers we have morihiko akiyama hirofumi murasaki and masayuki nagao just outstanding job just such a unique and special score and i for one am really glad that we didn't spotlight on it until today because I just don't think we would have enjoyed it as much.
0: Yeah, we're we're now the old men of the mountain. We're
1: you know old <laughs> and wise, and we can we like uh, Prague sit back and appreciate <laughs> Shinobi Three. <laughs> Let me sit down and tell you a tale. God, uh, this is, is this do you ever think so it's fun?
0: weird when you think about like the millennial generation growing up and getting old, and kind of like our references, the things we'll tell our grandchildren? It, it's kind of it's interesting. Yeah, to I think mean about. that's.
1: That's a fun joke that I've been hearing for like fifteen years. There was some stand up who was saying, like, Oh, when we get old, we're gonna are we still gonna be listening to like Indie Club by Fitty And Are we still gonna you know have all these tattoos and piercings and that idea was like really funny. It's interesting. Uh, I, though, I guess it is. Still I feel kind like of
0: funny. we always used to make fun of the older generations of like, Oh, well, how come they don't get the new thing? But now as I get older, I feel like I see the wisdom in them always acting a certain way because then they don't have to embarrass their children by look at this photo yeah. of us doing some, trendy dance move of the time but now is super awkward where it's like as these old people with tattoos as they get older and all the like the music that we listen to it's going to become so cringy because it's
1: like well i don't want to think of my parents in that way like changing with the times is becoming more and more like of a of a terrible idea because they're because they're just changing so fast and like let's say you liked disco right back in the 70s in the '80s, people were like, "Oh God, you're so dumb. Why?" In the '90s, why are that's you're still really dumb. But then all of a sudden, now it's like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. That's like pop music now." I mean, <laughs> well, it's and it's even like it's going further than that. It's like now
0: the it it, it keeps expanding. Everything that was once cheesy can be cool, and I, something I'm excited yeah. about. I feel like the new the newer generation is like more interested in substance over style, where I feel like for the longest time, everything was just all about being cool and trendy and sleek. And it was more about the packaging. Yeah, like here's a
1: great example of that is the Silk Sonic thing, where like not only is the song... Um, a throwback to seventies kind of Al Green R and B funk, which is obviously awesome. But even the idea of of the production, the Wolfpack style, yeah. I mean, it's a Wolfpack style production. They're all in the same room playing the instruments, right. singing live in a room, and like people are now okay with that for like a mainstream pop hit. Like, yeah, finally, right. And that
0: that vibe is. Is so exciting, and I do think it's a sign of thing. I mean, yeah, Emma and I have been so obsessed with that song, just like playing it all the time. But
1: the Grammy performance was uh, really cool.
0: At oh, first, was I was so
1: disappointed delightful. that they weren't, you know, playing the instruments like in the regular version, but they could just focus more on the singing, and it did look really cool. Yeah. I like that they had that VHS kind of filter well, the, to make it look like the, the thing that excites me is that it, I think, especially, and
0: this has happened with TikTok where it's more about what you're filming rather than how you're filming it, where I feel like YouTube artists have over the years gotten more and more polished, that it's almost akin to like having a television show, which is fine, but it takes that... like It used to be substance over style, which is why it was unique. Mm -hmm. But I feel like TikTok has brought that back, where if someone can do a good impression or someone has a good voice or they can do a really a technically difficult dance move, you just film it unpretentiously with your iPhone. The audio's peaking, it's not mixed very well, but it's like if there's a good idea in there, and that so excites yep. me because it brings us back to the early days of game music. It isn't about the polish, it's about the finesse of the writing and about the idea. It's like, what a fun game, what a fun idea, what a great character design, or what a good melody. It's 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 not about the style, it's about the substance.
1: Well, thanks everyone for joining us on our rocking trip through Shinobi 3. We're going to play you out with Inner Dark Side. I think that's about it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.